Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is a weekly word, and I'm glad you're with me today. Um, I'm actually recording in the sanctuary, uh, so if you hear a little bit of an echo, that's, that's probably why. It's a big empty room this, uh, this morning on a, on a Wednesday. Uh, I want to talk with you a little bit about the church, not just Gloria Day, but the, the big C church, the, the church universal. When you drive around any city, town, or village, especially in the United States, uh, you will likely see a church. And even more likely, you will probably see churches. What impression do those churches give people? Do people look at them and see them as old and mysterious? Do they see them as modern and active? Uh, do they see them disconnected and, and out of touch? Or maybe they just see them as old-fashioned and irrelevant. That really depends upon the person's experience of, of the church and their relationship to the church. So if a person has a very vibrant faith, they might look at the church very positively. Um, if, uh, if a person grew up in the church and they're kind of disconnected from it now, they might look back with nostalgia and have fond memories of what happened when they were in church. And yet there are other people who have been hurt in church and they see the church in a very negative light. Whatever word comes to mind when you think about the church though, uh, I would be willing to bet that an unlikely word would be holy. Um, as a Lutheran, we are a, a creed-confessing church, and every Sunday we confess that there is one holy Christian apostolic church. Um, the church is holy. Uh, God calls his people holy. In the New Testament, he calls his people saints. And the gathering of his people, those saints, he calls the church. So, when we look at the church and, and we see all of the things that, that have gone wrong, all of the, the scandals, all of the, uh, the, the skullduggery, the, the, the terrible things that uh, churches have done over the years, the schisms, the, the splits between even denominations, it's not enough that there's you know Catholic, Baptist, Lutheran, Presbyterian, but you can pick your flavor of just about any of those and find divisions within those churches. And when you think about the church, you really can't think about the church without thinking of sinners because the church is a, a, a gathering of, of sinners. So how is it possible that we could be holy? Well, it's because Christ comes for sinners to save us, to forgive us, and to make us holy. So when Christ is at work in the church, it's not just a gathering of sinners, but it's a gathering of saints, those who have been forgiven and redeemed. Now, outwardly, uh, it probably doesn't look all that holy. Uh, Luther sometimes talked about the church being shabby in the eyes of the world. And about 400 years after him, uh, there was a Swedish Lutheran bishop by the name of Bo Yertz. It's spelled G-I-E-R-T-Z, but I'm told it's pronounced Yertz. Uh, and he wrote uh, 
um, these words, uh, holy church, uh, for many people, they, they signify what she, the church, uh, has been or, or what she ought to be or what she could be. Uh, the more reality seems to contradict them, the more necessary it is that we recognize their original meaning and uh, letting them impact us with the full power of their content. So when we think about the words holy church, what is the original meaning of that idea, of that concept? And again, I want to I quote Yurtz. Uh, the holiness of the church rests on this fact. You were bought at a price. You are God's own, consecrated for God. The church's holiness is God's holiness, not the people's. It is given from heaven. It cannot be gained on earth. You were bought at a price. You were redeemed at the cost of Jesus' blood. People seem to think that the church and its local manifestations, we, we also call that a church or a congregation, uh, people seem to think that our relationship with God uh, operates like a contract. Uh, if we do the right things, uh, we will be holy in God's eyes and in the eyes of the world. The truth is that we live in a covenant of grace in which God looks upon us as holy for Jesus' sake because Jesus gave his life for us, because he's risen and he reigns in glory forever for us, and he's coming again to take us to be with him. So when God looks on us, he sees us as, as holy, even if in the world's eyes, and even if in our own eyes, all we can see is a gathering of sinners. The holiness of the church is not sourced from its people, but its source is Jesus, crucified, raised, and coming again. Its source, the source of our holiness, is the Holy Spirit, the one who calls, gathers, enlightens Christians, and sanctifies us in all times and in all places in the world. And he does that through the word and through the sacraments. The source of our holiness is our Heavenly Father, who is holy in and of himself. And he's the one who chooses to call us holy for Jesus' sake. So in the end, that's our confidence. Not our conduct, not our behavior, not, not what we produce, but what God is producing in us, including this forgiveness and this holiness that Jesus declares for us that he is won by his blood for us. So there's one holy church, and we're holy by the blood of Jesus. If this is helpful to you, um, please like it, share it. I'm going to do a few more talking about the, the church in that broad sense. And then after I get done with that, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Gloria Day in specific. But uh, um, please, if this is helpful, let other people find it. And God bless you.